What's good, everybody? It's your boy Hans. This is Tristan. Welcome to the Hans and Tristan podcast. Appreciate you guys joining us as always. We're thankful. So we want to get right into it. But unfortunately, we have some sad news. Um, we lost another icon, another legendary figure in our life coming up. Um, Mr. Alex Trebek, the host of Jeopardy, has passed away today at the age of 80 years old. So I know, was it two years ago, Tristan, I believe, that he came out and said that he was diagnosed with uh, pancreatic cancer and it basically was aggressive and it um, got up to stage four, if I'm not mistaken. So we kind of knew that and he was, you know, um, rebounding, going back and forth with his struggle and ultimately, you know, cancer unfortunately got the best of this battle um as reported per cnn he died around his family and friends and loved ones so i guess we could take solace in that but nevertheless it's still a hard loss for us um i know tristan you grew up hearing him on the tv <laughs> listen i used to tune in all the time was it 7 30 every day and watch you know jeopardy so i'm just like oh my goodness it was that was sad. And he still was showing up even after he made the announcement, you know. Yeah. So I'm just, I don't know. It hit me hard, but, you know, I'm just happy that he is in a better place now. Yeah, it, it, it hit me. I was shocked uh, when it came through on my phone. I was like, oh, wow. Um, you know, it's like something that you knew he was sick, but he was still vibrant, right? He still had that personality. Um, even while he was still hosting the show, making his quick, you know, he had his, he he threw a lot of shade. People don't understand. Like, yes, you're tuning in to watch the game, but he is his commentary and his shade throwing is everything. Absolutely. Like literally really everything. Was. And he was like really on it. The timing was perfect. So, mm -hmm. and then you know what I always think? Like, if you're a host of this show, you like you have to be able to obtain some of that knowledge in and of itself. So he must right. have been a well like versed and just so smart to even be able to get all that information secondhand. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Um, I do wonder though what, their, what the fate of Jeopardy is moving forward because I yes, can't sir. think of anybody who could hold a candle to him um, because he's just so legendary. So um, we'll keep you guys up to date as far as what we hear on that. And I just don't know, you know, I can't imagine right now tuning in and him not being there. So just like you coming up, you're that same thing for me, especially coming up with my parents. My dad watches it, you know, all the time, even to this day, you know, he still, he still watches and tunes into Jeopardy. So um, definitely a loss. Our thoughts, prayers, and condolences are out to his family. So, you know, shouts out to him. Show your love through social media. I know people are posting old video clips of him being, you know, shady and quick with it. And I think that's a great way to honor him. You get what I mean? Because yeah. let's be real. He's one of a legendary host like a legendary host, he's up there. So I don't see why not. So if you have your favorite Jeopardy moment or clip, post it on there, honor this man's memory, man, because he's, he's a legend. He's a legend in the game. I would so, be so scared to even take his spot. I wouldn't, I couldn't, you know? Yeah, like I, I would just be like, thank you for the opportunity, but no thanks. Because like, how do you, how, how sway? No idea. 
Uh, the only thing I can kind of imagine is like maybe a, uh, a huge celebrity in their own right, but even then, you know what I mean? Even right, then. right. Because like think of like um, Steve Harvey with Family Feud. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes having someone that you know is in the limelight kind of distracts from the actual show itself. Right. I mean, Drew Carey when he did uh, Price Is Right, that was a little that wasn't too bad of a transition. So I, I don't know. It's, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, um, Jeopardy is a show that still does great on ratings and it's still, you know, like a Who don't like watching Jeopardy? Like you yeah. can hear the wrong answers at the TV. That's all I do. <laughs> <laughs> like that is be the best. And then you get to get now. And then when you get an answer, right? You feel like a oh, fucking genius. I'll be like, listen, you can't tell me shit. All right. I could go on this show. <laughs> Listen, I, I know I got all 50 of the other previous answers wrong, but this one? Don't I got matter. Right. Man, don't, oh, yeah. don't let yourself get the daily double right. It, listen, it's it's ball game. It's ball game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. So, yeah, no, it's, it'll be interesting to see what they do, what they do. Um, on a lighter note, though, I know, Tristan, you saw the results of the election this past weekend yeah so if you've been under a rock (laughs) um it's been a stressful tuesday to the end of the week for most americans who have been glued to the news and their phones like never before that's why i sporadically tuned in the outcome i'm not gonna lie i downloaded the cnn app for the first time because i did not want to miss anything at all um so biden of course is declared the president-elect he is going to be our 46th president and we're going to have a first African-American and woman vice president in the office. So we're making, you know, we're back to making legendary moves. Um, but yet and still, I can't, <laughs> I can't say that this wasn't the messiest election that I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, think about it. Have we seen a messier election, Tristan? Have no, this was this, you know. I thought last election was full of fuckery, <laughs> but this one took the cake. This one was just like I think from beginning to end, from beginning of you know nominees and to end. It's just and it's still going on with the fuckery with him. And I'm just like, sir, you cannot be a one man fucking circus show your whole goddamn life. Uh, but it's worked for him, right? So should we have been surprised? Should we? And it's funny, this, uh, I forgot his name, but he was on CNN and he said, listen, I don't know what it's to sum him up. I'm not quoting him exactly, but he basically said, this dude did not show an ounce of the corn beforehand. What makes you think right now when he's most at risk, he's going to summon up all this decorum and etiquette and act accordingly? Like yeah. he has not shown us that. We so I have hope though. Like <laughs> listen, all I'm I'm here for everybody taking shots back because at the end of the day, he was so pompous throughout all his um rallying, throughout this whole campaign pro- uh process, just being real pompous and arrogant. And to see him fall short and the way it happened to me is what made it greater because the states were red. And then they started to flip to blue. And it was just so great. I was here bathing in the tears and yeah. joy of Trump supporters because I love it. It's been a rough four years. 
and I'm ready for some change. But listen, this man was not playing games. And what I mean is 45. He's out here suing every single state that turned. He's demanding um, recounts when there shouldn't be a recount because the margin was large enough and it doesn't require a recount. He is out here trying to pull every trick out the bag but the thing is and this is what i don't get right at the end of the day like you're doing all this for what because it's not for the love of the actual united states it's not for it's not Mm -hmm. even for the love of the job you know like you don't even like your job you just like the power and authority that comes with the position you don't even like your job because half time you spend most of on fucking golf course that's where he was when he found out yeah yeah i'm just like Dude, like you're just doing it this out of pure pride and ego. So that's just let you know he honestly like you don't even respect the system that's in place. And that to me is the grotesque. But I want to give a shout out to Stacey Abrams. Oh. Because please. let me tell please. you, she might she might have took an L in Georgia, but she's going to move it. Like that voter suppression shit is so real. And she took her experience. And she made it so that no one has to go through that ever again. And that's what I appreciate, right? Like, yes, it was foul what they did to her. Because right. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Yo, they made it, they made sure that she wouldn't get in office. By, exactly. again, niggas waiting in line for four hours. I was one of them. I'm just like, come on, like, seriously? So they really, like, that voter suppression shit is real. And she did her damnedest to ensure that that never has to be an issue again. And I am, Listen. like, so thankful for her. I love that you said that because that's exactly where I was going with her. Rather than wallow right in defeat and say, woe is me, she rose up, threw aside her selfish ambitions, right? Because she could have put her hat in the ring because she is well qualified and overly qualified, honestly, than most of the candidates out there. But rather than seek her own um, selfish endeavor, she said, no, I have to make a difference. We have to set aside, you know, I have to set aside what I have going on right now to put it out there and help everybody understand that like you said voter suppression is way more rampant than voter fraud which is what the president right now is trying to pull up voter fraud is rare rare so much so um on my other podcast we looked at the statistics we're more likely to be hit by a meteor than for widespread voter fraud to occur so let's put let's put that right there but voter suppression though that's rampant that's frequent exactly that happens often and for her to lead the charge in that way to me is so like those are that's the hero that's the hero those are the heroes that we need to look up to not these rappers these entertainers that is your hero this is who we need to look up to that's our role model right there and i am so appreciative of her because let's be real let's be real she didn't take that charge i don't know who else was going to take up that mantle it took her taking her own personal experience to experience and turning it into something that people can benefit from and I am here for it and I hope she is rewarded I hope she, she is be appointed to do whatever the fuck she want to do or exactly the fuck she want to go because at the Come end on. of the day it is like you said it's real and we all feel it and she ensured that you know like nah this is not going to happen again so you come on and he and this this dude it's about oh mail-in ballots voter fraud sir you mailed in your own ballot like you you, you <laughs> mailed in the ballot too remember but you're saying like, come on, like, and that's why I don't get about him. It's just like, you're such an opportunist. It's ridiculous. I mean, granted, he's very entertaining. Sadly, it's like watching a train wreck. But 
when you start fucking with people's lives and what you're doing is the ramifications, like, come on, no, 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 no. So just go, just go gather up a little bit of integrity that you do have. I know you can't find it right now, but it's somewhere somewhere in there. Gather that motherfucker up, pack his shit, and go. Right, and I... And I think that's where people miss the disconnect, right? Which you said it in passing, but it's so significant. Like, yes, you were, you were entertaining. We knew you as an entertainer because what you were doing, the nonsense you were doing wasn't affecting us as a country. What you were doing with your businesses and your show on The Apprentice, that wasn't affecting our day-to-day and how we lived our lives and how we got around in the community and our access to resources. That had nothing to do with us. That was you, a billionaire, messing around with his money and his image. That's cool. Live your life. Yeah, that's entertaining. We'll, we'll tune into that. But now when you're at the helm of our country, when you're making decisions that impact our daily functioning and access to resources and our safety, the safety of our our sons, our daughters, our kids, our mothers, our fathers, now we have something to say about it. And now we need you to act accordingly. And that's the difference. So that's why I am shocked often why people are so quick to run by his side, given what he represents and the fear and the division that this man encourages. And also let me point out one thing, guys. Yes, Biden won. Don't get me wrong, Biden won. But this man still had 70 something million people vote for him, Trump did. So let let it be clear. Yes, we're on the right side of history right now, but America is still divided. And I hate to agree with this man on air and say it in public, but plies, yes, plies, (laughs) the rapper plies. He posted something on Twitter that I wholeheartedly agree with. He said, you know what? We got to think 45 for one thing. He said before he was in office, when people would say stuff about racism in in America and how rampant it is, a lot of people would say we're over-exaggerating and it's not real. 45 brought it to the forefront and showed us how real it is in this country. That's the one thing we can thank them for. And I'm like, you know what? You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Another um, entertainer or artist was like, yes, we won. Now we can go back to regular racism. racism. Absolutely. Basic ass racism. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's go there. Like, let's go. Because this, this shit y'all not, this shit y'all show in the last four years, this is racism on Red Bull. Like, I'm cool. <laughs> let's, let's bring it the fuck back down. Okay? Let's bring it back to some normalcy. Let's let's do it our basis systematic racism. I'm cool with that. Right. Like yeah, they were, you know, they were that, that way we were we getting can do that, that premium stuff. We we're getting the HBO. We don't need that. No, nah, no, nah, bring nah, me back to that CW right. that <laughs> we don't need y'all that HBO level. Right, y'all, <laughs> y'all going hard with your racism. And you know, I think I think what to me is more saddening is like, you know, after the elections, of course, you know, you talk to you know people, you connect with them, whatever. And to find out so many black men did not vote. Mm-hmm. It's just like, what, what do you right. have to prove? And, I, and, and this, is, this is the issue I have, right? Because I think people be so consumed in not being a bandwagoner that they lose sight of the actual issues at hand and the things that's going on. Now granted, I can't tell you who to vote for, but the fact that you just hell bent on not voting to me is just like yeah what do you get out of that right and it also shows that you don't understand the reality of what we live in right so um i was talking to someone and they're like well you know no matter no matter what happens somebody wins somebody lose we still got to get up and go to work and every day right yeah yeah there's there's some truth to that but the other part that you're discounting is that one of these candidates upholds a rhetoric that literally endangers the lives of others 
That's the thing that you're missing. So granted, you may have the privilege of waking up and going to work Monday morning, like everything's fine, but not everybody has that privilege in this country. So, you know, it's really crazy that there are still people out here and sadly enough, African-American men who feel like they don't, they shouldn't vote and that it's not gonna do nothing when in fact your votes could have really changed things in the community that you feel like is oppressing you, right? In this community that you feel is not for you, but yeah, and still you're not willing to exercise your voice. So like, that's crazy. And also though, I'm wondering too, um, if we're gonna start to see a shift in other states like we've seen. So I know Florida, well, no, Florida or Cali, one of them voted to allow felons or people who are on parole or probation to vote who, you know, basically trying to give, because they understand the hurt that mass incarceration has done to the African-American community. So they're seeing that and they're trying to rectify that situation. And I'm curious to see if other states are going to follow suit. You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be harder because let's be real, there's still certain states that align very conservatively. And like I said, Trump did get 70 uh, million votes still. So there's still the people who align with a certain rhetoric. But I also think that that has almost to do with our numbers as well, right? Those who inquired a felony or such are not being allowed to to vote and, you know, exercise their will. So, but it is shocking to me too. And what I was, what I was happy to see though, is how our black women showed up and showed out again. Don't we always snap, 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 sister? <laughs> showed up. We, we, we and do that. Showed that's out what, again. That's what we do. Ninety-one percent. That's what we do. That's what we do. Ninety-one percent. What's the other eight percent thinking? Why are they voting? You know what? For the I, other- I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> maybe that was just like a lapse in memory or something. I don't know. I don't know. But to go back to the whole situation with the non-voting, right? It's like to me. And I really had to break it down for somebody. Like, I need you to understand it's not just a presidency. Like, like right here in Georgia, we're also voting for a senator. Yeah, we got a runoff coming. Exactly. So we're also got those. And then I had to give an example, like how many states, like I think like at least seven states actually legalized marijuana during this ballot. Like shit yes. like that. I'm like, y'all not thinking. Like I'm in, I'm looking at my ballot and it's like, you know, they asking questions like, okay, so for 501c3, should it be tax exempt if you're 501c3 and registered that your home? Absolutely, because that's applicable to me. So I'm just like, you get so consumed with these individuals that you're not understanding what's really going on. And there's so many things on so many levels, whether it's, you know, like state, local. And I'm like, clearly you didn't pay attention in high school <laughs> in your fucking history class, okay? Like, pay a fucking attention. Even I knew that, and I got kicked out of history every goddamn day. But I paid attention, and I knew that it was important to vote because it's not just about these two individuals. Because you feel like, oh, well, no change is going to happen. Whoever is president, all right, cool. But what about the basic shit of your everyday community? Since you're so community based, and you want to see change, and you want to be a change agent, okay, what about that shit? Right. You really can't take ten minutes out your fucking day to go vote at all but then those be the same people who want to complain about what the government's doing in their community so you had a chance to speak up right listen so i'm just those mouths don't get fed that's how i was taught closed mouths don't get and then if it doesn't make a difference then it shouldn't hurt you either if you just go do it all right my my only my rebuttal to that is if it didn't make a difference why would there be voter suppression why are these political parties literally spending millions, close to billions of dollars to suppress your vote if it didn't make a difference? Or sway just your vote. Throw, right. Just just to throw that out there. Because niggas to throw don't throw there. money away like that for no reason. So I'm just like, 
at the end of the day, just because you, and, and this is what we have to understand as people, we want the changes to be so in our face that if it shits, it's, we smell it. And mm -hmm. if you're not paying attention to what's going on, then you will never see the changes anyway. So it doesn't, like, you're not going to see the changes because you don't want to see the changes, right? And you also got to understand that there are changes taking place. But if you feel like, oh, well, it's not applicable to me, so it doesn't matter, then it's like you have the whole concept and idea fucking wrong anyway. Because we're a community, mm -hmm. we're a unit, like we're a nation. So yes, no, and you might not be one of the people who are being deported, one of the people who are being in cages, but I promise you, you know an immigrant. You know someone that this can happen to. Mm. So why not take the position that you have to advocate for the people that you can advocate for? Don't be so self-centered and self-serving that you feel like if it's not happening to you, then it don't matter. Because you'd be, you be mad when white people take that same perspective. Facts. Facts. You can't have it. You can't have it both ways. At all. You really can. You really At all. can. That was definitely disappointing. But like I said, the highlights for me were definitely Georgia finally turning blue, doing your part. Shout out to Stacey Abrams, who effectively brought in over a hundred, eight hundred thousand votes. Come yeah. on, Stace. Come on, Queen. Shout out to her, man. Shout out to her. I am so like I, I'm so elated to see so many people come out um to show and exercise their voice like i was standing in line we went early so i participated in early voting because i didn't want to deal um we went on a weekend and we didn't have to wait that long but i was happy to see a lot of african-american people out there exercising their rights to vote and it was just great like you said there were certain things on the ballot that i saw and i was like oh, okay like i see how this is going to affect us and you got to be in tune because that's going to bite you in the butt if you get arrested um, you know, there's so many things that are integral. And I was like, oh, wow, they're trying to do this right now? Like, it's it's just wild. And it just goes to show, like you were saying, we get so caught up in the two highly televised or publicized, you know, candidates that we forget yep. that at the end of the day, we're still voting on things that affect us. Absolutely. Right like, they talk about allocation of tax money. And, you know, so I'm just like, because mm -hmm. I pay taxes. So I... <laughs> Okay, so it's just, to me, I just feel like, you know, it's, it's sad when people who are, you know, fake woke aren't woke at all. And then you're, you're beating your chest about misinformation. Right. So, so you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, like we mentioned, there is going to be a runoff in Georgia. So if you're in Atlanta, please understand that the job's not done. So there is going to be a runoff. And also, if you fail to register to vote, you can still actually register to vote in time for this runoff and get on there as well and do your part. So it's not too late. We get it. You missed this one. But hey, there's a chance for you to do right by your state and the community that you live in. So get on this runoff. Our job's not done. And parents, as far as register your children to vote, the ones who just turned 18 and are still in high school, go register your goddamn children to vote, please. And thank you. Do your civic duty, you guys. <laughs> Do your civic Crazy. duty. But um, also that uh, the recount, there's nothing we can do about that. Just the margin was small. Um, I think though the projection is that Georgia's still going to be blue regardless of the recount, and it won't affect it. That still won't give Trump the um 
votes necessary to uh, to overcome. So just keep an eye on that, guys. And like I said, it was just the messiest election I've ever seen. Um, never seen somebody just committed to disinformation while he was tweeting. It's funny, Twitter is hilarious. So he'll tweet something, right? And Twitter will post something right under it and say, misinformation, here's the link to what's really like. So it's, Twitter's not playing games. Um, and also understand too, like, he's holding on to their life. People don't forget, he has so many court cases that are pending and they can't go after him because he's the president. As soon as he's in off, out of office, I there's a possibility. Wait. <laughs> I can't wait. Imagine him on an ankle monitor. I can't fucking wait. I can't wait. Okay. So, you know, he ha he has a lot that, you know, he's trying to fight for. But to me, I'm like, dude, you can't be president forever. You know that, right? Like, yo, you gotta, you gotta motherfucking go ahead. Like, yo, you got shit with taxes. You got uh, sexual harassment shit going on. Mm -hmm. Sir, put your energy, energy there. Okay. Facts. Facts. So with this legendary and record-breaking turnout of voters, there's also been legendary and record numbers of COVID. Um, that's right, guys. COVID-19 is still here. It hasn't gone anywhere. If anything, it is ramping up. We just passed over 130,000 cases in a day, and we're still going. People are saying we're actually on pace to surpass over 200 thousand COVID cases in a day. Um, that is startling, guys. And I've said this before, I'll say it again. I am pessimistic because the holiday season is here. Oh. We just had Halloween. People were dressing up and going out to party on the Halloween. I, I cut seeing, my light off and I stayed in the house. I was seeing videos of people in packed clubs um, just going out and doing their things, no mask. And what makes me think that Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's are going to be any different? It won't be. It won't be. And then you got people coming from like different states, crossing different state lines and da da da. You know, people are going to be out here mass shopping for Christmas. So it's going to be more, mm -hmm. you know, populated store. I mean, overpopulated stores and things of that nature. So I'm just like, listen, if I can't order online, it ain't getting got. Sorry. You know, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Like, I, I'll just shop online. I know that. I think it's Walmart that have given their employees Thanksgiving off, but yet and still they're, they're going to participate in Black Friday. I mean, economics, right? Money runs things. So Absolutely. it's a big boom. It's one of the busiest days of the year, if not the busiest day of the year for them. So why wouldn't they participate and get their money up? Yeah. And still guys though, um, COVID is still real. People are still dying from this and people think, right, you get it. Oh, you're good for two weeks. And then, you know, you go on. No, it has it has lasting effects too. Right. Lasting effects that we're still finding out about. Um, I was told about a report they were looking into athletes and they were seeing that um, seven out of 10 athletes who had contracted COVID had um, heart issues. So, additions, yeah. so what we're, no, not pre-consisting. Oh, they had they, after the fact. Oh shit. Yes. Okay. Yes. So and these are athletes finding, like yes. in best physical peak shape ever. So my motherfucking fat ass, my fat ass, <laughs> and not fucking just, I can't, okay? <laughs> I can't. Yes, these are athletes. If the athletes. gladiators are getting fucked up from this, then no, us commoners need to stay in the house. Jesus, people. Exactly. So, um, yeah, so 
the scariest part that not being reported is that we're still in the dark about the after effects of COVID and what it brings. Oh, so God. like Tristan mentioned, yes, it definitely exacerbates any pre-existing conditions, but even without that, it can still have some ramifications right. even after you quote unquote tested negative. So um, guys, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I went out, but even when I went out, I was the closest person was 10 plus feet away from me. Right. So even when I go out, it's, I'm never like, I'm honestly, I get anxious when we go to like grocery shopping, the store's packed. Like I'm like, nah, you get what I'm saying? So like, it's really that serious. And don't let the quote unquote quarantine fatigue or pandemic fatigue take you out. Because at the end of the day, just because you want this to disappear, you want this to go away, doesn't I mean, mean it is. is. And the, the thing that is hurtful to our country is that this administration and other people have politicized it. So not everybody's on the same page on how to deal with this and how to best deal with it. Exactly. So and we're it going been to at see the forefront because of the election. You know what I'm saying? So understand just because the election overshadowed this at this moment is still out there and you can get it. Facts. Facts. So understand that you need to do your part to keep safe and to keep others safe because um, you never know who you'll bring it to. So what I will say is this, man. Um, I had uh, an incident where um, basically a friend of a friend, right? A friend of a friend who um, had a kid who decided to go out and they went out on a date. And when they got back on this from this date, they found out that the person that they went on this date with had COVID. So unbeknownst to them, they actually brought COVID into the household. And what happened, which is um, traumatic and, and hard is that, you know, it ended up affecting a family member of theirs and the family member ended up passing away of COVID. So something as simple as going out on a date and then, you know, which seems harmless, right? You're just going out there, you're on a date, trying to, you know, live your life. You have to take into mind what you're bringing home and into the house. And it's just unfortunate that this led to a death of a family member. So like I was saying before, COVID is still real, guys. Um, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. So we need to do the best we can to try to minimize the effects of this disease. It's still a pandemic, which is a human issue, not a political issue. Exactly. So hopefully we, we I told you Genesis School, like they're going back to virtual now because it was an mm -hmm. outbreak at the school, especially amongst the athletes. So even after the fact, you know what I'm saying? Y'all have these kids in the building, but then you also have sports and practices. And then you wonder why it was an increase, really? So they got to go back to, everyone has to go back to virtual now. Mm. Which I feel mm. like they should have stayed virtual any fucking way. I was about to say, yeah, they should just stay virtual, man. Don't take the risk. Don't put these kids at risk, yourself and these teachers at risk. Don't do it, man. Just, just go back. We have the technology today. They'll get the knowledge. Yeah, it's not the best. It's not the most comfortable thing, but they'll get it. Exactly. Get it. Exactly. So, so, yeah, I agree with you. Hopefully everyone gets it together and all that good stuff. Yeah, man, we need to. So, guys, thank you so much for joining us on the Hunter Tristan podcast. We appreciate it. 
As always, you can listen to us wherever podcasts are heard, stream or downloaded. So that means your iTunes, your Spotify, wherever you hear podcasts, you can hear the Honest and Tristan podcast. We're on YouTube, guys, as well. Select episodes are aired on YouTube so you can see our shining faces. The YouTube channel is the Hans and Tristan podcast. So like, subscribe, watch our videos, share it with your friends. Hit us up on IG as well. We're at Hans and Tristan podcast on IG. So there's no excuse not to tune in, guys. We really appreciate it. Thank you for joining us. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye.